All right, so now here we go. We are now talking through some of the biggest free agent news as free agency has started in the last couple of weeks. Daniel, what has been the biggest news, in your opinion, based on what's happened in free agency so far? You know, I think um, it may not even be the free agency. It might just be what's happening during this time period. Right. Um, What I do like a lot is what Philly did in my book because you're able to retain... Fletcher Cox, Darius Slay, James Bradbury. They're trying to continue to work on a deal for um, Johnson Gardner. Yeah. uh, One of their safeties. And I think that is what they needed to keep that defense intact. Yeah. Because it did help Jalen Hurts a lot. They did lose Miles Sanders, which I thought was a big loss. I agree. And they they did get Rashad Penning, and I and I like Rashad Penning, but he's the, good. But he's, he's good in had in, injury issues is what concerns me. Um, they lost um, one of their D D tackles, yes. to the 49ers, they actually. Um, and so I think the fact that they did lose a a great defensive line guy, the the shoring up of their secondary was definitely needed. Um, you know, Gardner Minshew did go to the Colts, but I think that was a good decision based on the fact that you saw what happened when Jalen Hurts got hurt and um, they lost. Uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. they did. They the lineman that we're DT that we were talking about was Javon Hargrave yeah. from, from Philly goes to the 49ers. Yeah. And so um, Gardner Minshew, they lost Gardner Minshew. I didn't think based on their offense. Probably a good move that he didn't stick around. It's not his style of offense. Um, they did lose when he was in the game, and I think a lot of it had to do with play style. They did get Marcus Mariota from Atlanta. Yeah. Um, so I think that's I like a, him in that offense. I do. I think it's a better fit for him um, being in a backup role. Um, and if Jalen gets hurt again, having a guy who has a similar play style can run with the football, do RPO, all that type of stuff. And so I like what Philly Philly did in this free agency for me. I'm going to go with Carolina. I love what Carolina has done so far. Trading up to get the number one pick, I think, was huge for them. Yeah. To, for them to get Miles Sanders, to get Von Bell yep. as well. You sign Andy Dalton as a backup quarterback. Not saying he's anything that, to scream about or well, anything. Well, here's what I will say about Andy Dalton. He was one of the highest rated quarterbacks in the league last year. That's true. So he can play. Yeah. They also got Hayden Hurst. Carolina did. Yes. So they're making a lot of big, big moves. And I've been really impressed with him. I think Miami getting Jalen Ramsey in a trade was pairing him with Xavier Howard is is a really good thing. Even if you think that Howard didn't have such a great year last year, Mm -hmm. I think him getting paired with another great cornerback has been great. Derek Carr going with the New Orleans Saints. He's the best quarterback in that division right now. Um, even though, yes, Baker did go to the Bucks, but I ha- I'm not very huge on Baker Mayfield, but I, I don't think that him going to Tampa Bay is, helps him any better. That organization's kind of in shambles now. They've lost a lot of guys in yeah. free agency and, and we'll those kinds of things. I mean, I, I'm happy for Baker um, because I do think he deserves an opportunity. 
I rather him have an opportunity with a better team. Yeah. But, you know, at this point, you know, just be happy you have a starting job at this point. Yeah. And Jimmy G going to the Raiders. Uh, I I like that move. I I think it's good. What bothers me just about the Raiders organization is the fact that they just never bought into Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. And I like Derek Carr as a quarterback. Remember, he's been he's been on a team with multiple different head coaches. Mm-hmm. Dysfunctional franchise for some sure. of the worst defenses yep. in the NFL for mm-hmm. consistent years. Yep. And a lot of that blame gets put on him. Yeah. And I don't understand I that. Think I think a bit of the criticism on him is a bit unfair. I yeah. just I like what he's gonna do in New Orleans. I think they that puts him in a very good I mean, spot to win the division and to make some yeah, noise in the playoffs. I mean, I mean, in a weak division, you have Alvin Kamara, you have Michael Thomas, who's looking just resigned. At, yep, and he's and he, you know, better deal. Chris Olave, you know, who was a revelation for them last yeah. year. Um, and so I think he has some great weapons um, defensively. I think they're still pretty good as a defense, good enough maybe for him to make some noise, especially in the NFC South. Yeah, and so I do like that pickup, um, Derek Carr, trying to, you know change the narrative about what they say about yeah. him. And I think he put himself in a probably not the best, best position because, right. you know, there's definitely better teams out there, but you know, this is as good a, uh, as a place that he can land, um, you know, after, you know, people smeared him. So, yeah, I, I agree. One of the biggest things for me, the Bengals did lose a lot of people. I mean, they lost yeah. Jesse Bates, a lot of defensive guys, um, but they got Orlando Brown Jr. Yes. from Kansas City. A great mm-hmm. left tackle for them. Took less money to go to Cincinnati. And you have to look as a as a Bengals fan or even if you're a Joe Burrow fan and be really impressed with what they're devoting to that offensive line to make sure that he's protected a whole lot more. But, man, they did lose some guys. I, I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of Von Bell. Jesse Bates is, is a great player. Hayden Hurst, you can probably replace him with someone else in the draft in the draft, possibly. And so I don't think that's a huge loss. But getting Orlando Brown Jr. is absolutely huge for them. But heading into this next topic, we're going to be talking about two quarterbacks before we unveil our top 10 QB rankings. But first, we're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers, who for the last couple of years now, has been on and off in terms of his commitment to being in Green Bay, allowed for the New York Jets to come in and talk to him after he came out of a darkness retreat, went on the Pat McAfee show and said, hey, I want to play in Green. I want to play in New England, uh, New England, in New York. I want to play for the Jets. I'm just waiting on Green Bay to figure out what they want to do. Daniel, what are your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers' in New York, and where do you think this team goes moving forward? I just want some truth. That's really what I want. Whose fault is it? Why is this not ha- taking place? Um, I, I And here's the thing. I And David, you can attest to this. Dad, you can even attest to this. I used to love Aaron Rodgers. He was my favorite player. It's been an absolute travesty on what he's been the past four years. I understand that he's a two-time MVP these past couple of years. But man, is he overrated all time. At some point, 
winning the game matters. Especially if you're transcendent. Tom Brady is not a transcendent talent. But he's a generational player. Yeah. Because he won. Yeah. Joe Montana. Was not the most talented. Was not the most talented quarterback. The fact that in 1984, 1985, the fact that everyone was talking about Dan Marino being the best quarterback in the league. And then you saw Joe Joe put the work on him. In the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl. Joe was not the most talented guy, but man, did he win. And he also had Bill Walsh as a coach. He had Jerry right. Rice. He had I mean, John but Aaron has had great teams these past couple of years. He's had good defenses. The last couple of years, yes. He's had good enough yes. teams to win. It's the fact that he doesn't show up in the postseason. So if New York, if that's what you want, then go for it. But somebody get this done because I am tired of every day <laughs> not knowing what is going on and if he's going to play or if he's not going to play. Right. Because at at this point, this year mm-hmm. is going to determine the legacy of Aaron Rodgers. Because he's going to a team that has weapons. Mm-hmm. He's going to a team that has a good defense. This is the year. And th- and he chose this. Yeah, he did. And I know people are going to make the excuses. Well, he's playing in a conference with Patrick Mahomes, with Joe Burrow, with Josh Allen, with Lamar Jackson, hopefully. But I don't want to hear any of that. You're Aaron bleeping Rodgers. So whatever happens, this needs to get done. That way we can start, at least for my sake, figure out <laughs> Where Aaron Rodgers is going to rank all time for me? Because I cannot make a decision based on what I've seen the past 10 years. Well, here's the here's the one way that I will defend Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to defend him for the last three seasons. What I mean by that is since the whole Jordan Love thing went down. I think pre-Jordan Love, I think that you can make a bunch of different reasons as to why Aaron Rodgers hasn't been able to lead Green Bay past the NFC Championship game into the Super Bowl. I mean, let's remember, he had Mike McCarthy as his head coach, and that pairing just got really, really stale at times. And so, especially when you looked at those teams, they didn't have the defenses that matched the caliber that Aaron Rodgers was playing at because Aaron Rodgers would lose, lose playoff games and put up 30. That's on the defense. How's that on Aaron Rodgers? It isn't. But I think with the last couple of years, especially when you look at the NFC Championship game against um, the 49ers the first time, then the NFC Championship game against the Buccaneers and Tom Brady the next year, and then looking at the divisional round against the 49ers the year after that, all of them at home, which is what he wanted. He wanted all of these things, and they couldn't get the job done offensively you can look at those three games and say, okay, Aaron, that that is on you. Yeah. And so I'm talking about only the past couple of years or past three years. Um, yeah, because there's, there's, there was opportunities for him to win those games and, and he just hasn't. Yeah. And, and so when it comes to 
the New York Jets, mm-hmm. would you take Aaron Rodgers, who may not still be at his prime, or still may not be at his elite level, but would you take Aaron Rodgers over a Mike White, who's now in Miami? Would you take Aaron Rodgers over a Zach Wilson, who's still on the team, who you drafted second overall, mm-hmm. who has not played nearly where you expected him to. If you're a New York Jets fan, wouldn't you welcome Aaron Rodgers as your starting quarterback over what you've had, not just in the last in the last year, but in the last 10 years of your, mm-hmm. your team's history? Mm-hmm. They haven't been to the playoffs since 20, 2011, mm-hmm. 2010. And you had Mark Sanchez as your quarterback. Would you take Aaron Rodgers as he is now, over a Mark Sanchez? I would, but I would do you this. Would you rather have Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson? Mm. That's going to take us to our next conversation, what we're talking about. We are going to be talking about Lamar Jackson as he is in a contract dispute, to say the least, with the Baltimore Ravens. And even put it out there that he was offered three years, $133 million guaranteed. The What is being said is that he's wanting a full, fully guaranteed contract, kind of like what Deshaun Watson had. Here's my thoughts on Lamar Jackson since you posed yep. to me that question. Mm-hmm. Ability-wise... And character-wise, I would take Lamar Jackson. My huge thing with Lamar is his health. The last two seasons, he didn't even finish the year. I get it. He's a former MVP. So is Aaron Rodgers. And that MVP was three years ago. So what, what has Lamar done lately to, one, deserve that fully guaranteed contract. And the answer to that question is he doesn't deserve it and neither did Deshaun Watson. But the league is trying to fix that. They're trying to basically put a pause on the quarterback market, not have these fully guaranteed contra- contracts. Yeah, because I, I have not seen... I mean, you would think that in this free agency we would have seen some blockbuster deals or even you know extensions going on. And, right. I mean, you know Joe Burrow is right around the corner. Him, Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Jalen Hurts. Oh, yeah. I mean, you talk about Joe Burrow and Jalen Hurts. They've they've been to a Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, and Jalen Hurts was on the cusp had he not gotten injured. Right. Of winning an MVP. Yeah. Um, and so, I think for me, I agree the health is a concern for, for sure. Um, I think the fact that Lamar is being his own a- agent has hurt him. Um, well, his mom is his agent. Well, he's the one who's kind of doing his own deal, and he's putting his own information out there. Well, that's true. Um, and so I, that's part of what I don't like. Yeah. Um, but you know, yeah, it's just, it's just a tough situation because, like, I. But let, let's talk about even what Lamar has done, yeah. and even the the yeah. reasons or what he hasn't done. What he hasn't done because I mean. Yes, he has an MVP, MVP but what has yeah. he done in the playoffs? Hmm. Now you can come back to me and say, well, who's been on his team? 
Yeah, you and yeah, you like, can't say doesn't that. have a he doesn't have a number one receiver. Doesn't really have a running back that has been elite, even though they were the number one rushing attack in football. But mostly because of Lamar. Yeah, you but know, he, he he does have a great tight end. He does Mark Andrews. Yeah, he does, and so I think a lot that has a lot to do with that. Um, and so yeah, I mean. I mean, I, I like Lamar, and I think he, he deserves to get paid. But I do think that the whole Deshaun Watson deal kind of screwed that up for him. Yeah. And and I think Baltimore waited too long I think they but, to yeah. get this deal done because they, they should have done it after he won the MVP. It's the same thing with Dak. You know, as soon as Dak won a playoff game, they should have done the deal. Yeah. You know, and so I think, you know, I think this is going to be something that we're going to be watching very closely. See what happens. Does he sit out? Does, is someone going to, here's the thing. And I, and this is something that, that I heard the fact that with this type of tag in place, he could be out the door by week 10 of this upcoming season. Out the door, meaning he's done with Baltimore. Yeah. If he, you know, if he doesn't want to play. Yeah. It's going to be hard for teams to be in a situation of giving up two, at least two first round picks. Yeah. For Lamar. Knowing that down the pipeline, you could get him for nothing. It's true. I think what's interesting about this whole thing is that obviously they franchise tagged him, but it's the non. What was it? Non. I can't remember what it, exactly what the terminology is, but it was a specific franchise tag to where other teams can come in, they can talk with him, they can get, offer him right. a deal, and then all Baltimore has to do is match that, yes. and they get to keep. So basically what they're doing is that they're, they're putting Lamar on the market and saying, how much do you think he's worth, NFL? And then whatever the NFL thinks that he's worth, they'll pay him that. Right. But they're not going to be the ones who offer him all mm-hmm. this money. Right. And I think that's probably the most interesting thing about this. Do you think that Lamar and Baltimore work out a deal or do you think that Lamar is done in Baltimore? I don't think so. I think Baltimore is kind of set on their price. Right. And Lamar is not going to budge from his either. I think the fact that he is kind of doing the Richard Sherman thing, negotiating his own deal. Um, you know, there might be too much water under that, uh, on, under that bridge right now. And so, or over that bridge, I should say. So I don't, I, I, I do think that Lamar is going to just sit out until right. he gets the deal that he wants. Yeah. And he has the right to do that. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, now the moment you've been waiting for, what we've spent a couple weeks uh, talking about, mm-hmm. thinking about. You know what? Just for this purpose, <laughs> I'm going to go to your Facebook and I'm going to go pull up. Oh, gosh. List. I'm going to call, gonna, I'm gonna call these people out by name. Please do not no, do it by name. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. No, but we are going to be talking about who we believe are the top 10 NFL quarterbacks in the NFL today. Before we really get into it, Daniel and I, we've been talking for a little bit. And so we're going to set what is the criteria that we're using when we talk about top 10 NFL quarterbacks 
Is it just based on a talent perspective? Is it just based on what have you done on the field in terms of achievements? Is it a combination of both? What what is what are we basing our lists on? I think it's going to be based on the fact of at at some level of what they have achieved in this league, not just the regular season, but the postseason. How much impact do they actually have on their team in the win and loss column? And if it's positive or negative? Yeah, if it's positive or negative. Also, um, recency. What have you done for me lately? Not what you've done 10 to 15 years ago, what you've done even five years ago. What have you done the previous couple of seasons to warrant you being on this list? Trajectory. Where do we think you're going? Where mm-hmm. are you headed? Um, and so I think those things factor into a top 10 list. And also, I think at some level, because we do want to be fair with how we, re- we critique quarterbacks, degree of difficulty. How hard has their job been to win games? Mm-hmm. And so I think that matters. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously we're going to start at number one. This is my list. Daniel doesn't really have one. No. And I think, and I think for the most part, I think besides a couple of names, ours may be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think on our top three, maybe, maybe, maybe top four. Yeah. Yeah. Top four. I think that's where we're, where we're at, maybe even top five, I guess. Yeah. So obviously starting at number one, this doesn't need to be that much of a conversation. Patrick Mahomes, he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Coming off an MVP season, a Super Bowl MVP, winning a Super Bowl, five straight years of going to the AFC championship game, like has been the best quarterback even on one leg. Yeah, I think that's... it. You know, people will try to debate it, you know, with uh, with the second guy who we have on our yeah. list. Um, but I think the fact of the matter is he has two Super Bowls, yeah. two Super Bowl MVPs, and two regular season MVPs. That matters. That has to mean for something. And I think, <laughs> it's the thing. It's I mean, the thing. I mean, uh, yeah. and Without Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Won that, a Super Bowl. And that was the biggest thing. Everyone he, thought that they weren't making exactly. the playoffs. Yeah. Everyone thought that they weren't going to, that Mahomes was going to struggle. They He wasn't going to do anything because he needs Tyreek. Without Tyreek, he, he can't do what he needs to do. Um, but he ultimately proved that, you know, give him a committee of receivers, give him some solid guys, maybe not the best guys in the league, but guys who can get open and make some catches and, and he was able to do it with them. So he has to be number one. Yeah, he, he is number one. There's no debate on that. Number two, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Yeah. I, I at the beginning of the season, yes. this, this, I said, I need to see Joe Burrow do it, do it again. again. Mm-hmm. Before I was to put him on any kind of list to yep. say that he was an elite quarterback or anything yep. like that. I remember. And he, he did it. He did, did this year. He did. Went to another AFC championship game, went toe-to-toe with, with Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes and just made a couple of bad throws in the AFC championship game, yeah. but still had them in the game. Yeah. Especially with not a good offensive line. Yeah. And I think and I think that is what kind of they have a good defense, two, but not a good offensive line. Yeah, I, I think that's what separated the two the two, the fact that, you know, Joe, he did turn the ball over, you know and the FC Championship that helped cost his team. Um, when they had the opportunity to capitalize on some of the shortcomings that Kansas City was having in that game. And so I think that's for that reason, that's why he's number two. But the fact is, is that 
you have Joe Burrow as your starting quarterback, you actually believe you're in every single game. You believe yeah. that you can win every single game. You believe that even if when you're down, he's going to make some plays to get you to a position where you can win the game. So for me, I trust Joe Burrow completely. He reminds me of a Joe Montana, a guy who's cool under pressure, who's he can throw the deep ball, sure, but he's going to methodically pick you apart, wear you out, and have a game-winning drive. That's how I see Joe Burrow. Yeah, I, it's really funny that he plays for Cincinnati Yep, because that's who Joe had to beat mm-hmm. for his first Super Bowl. Well, he, he won two Super Bowls that way, and he won yeah. both of them with game-winning drives. Was that was the first one really about first one he threw a touchdown to help put them ahead and but then the it, defense the had a goal, goal line, line stand. stand. So I mean it still counts as a game winning drive because he did need to score that for them to yeah, win that game. That that's fair. At number three, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. This is where I have Jalen Hurts. Some people may be like, Whoa, 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 that's way too soon, way too fast. And here's the thing, he was not at my number three mm-hmm. until the Super Bowl. Yep. Where he didn't play okay he didn't play good he played great yeah made one mistake fumbled the ball yes but a lot of people have argued that if the refs wouldn't have called that holding penalty yeah and you give the ball to Jalen Hurts Jalen Hurts goes and wins that game and I don't see any reason in the in in the game that we watched to where we wouldn't be like that's fair Mm -hmm. in terms of Jalen Hurts' ability and what he can do. Yeah. And like like Steven even said when he was on the podcast after um, they played New York. It was either after they played New York. Yeah. Oh, in the playoffs. In the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When After they played New York, even Jalen said, mm, I, I was wrong about Jalen Hurts. And I think that him playing so well in the Super Bowl tells me on the biggest stage – and the biggest moment of his career, he can be elite. And he was elite. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, I think he can be elite. He was elite in the Super Bowl. And that, to me, that's why he's at number three. And you you take Jalen Hurts off of that Philadelphia Eagles team, you and saw we saw happened. that. Yeah, we saw They lose happened. games. Yeah, and so, yeah, I agree 100% with what you said. Jalen was the reason they were even in that game. He was the reason why, I mean, he was the one of the reasons why he they lost the game because of the fumble, obviously. Yeah. Um, but he also made some throws that his receivers didn't ca- cash in on. Yeah. Um, you you talk about the throw to Watson where he had it in his hands and yeah. he dropped it and yeah. perfectly thrown football. Yeah. Um, and so like those moments, he was trying to make up for the fumble. I mean, you look at the poise and just the leadership that he had. The fact that after they fumbled the football and they and and Kansas City picked it up and scored. That next drive, Jalen Hurts drove down the field and scored a touchdown. Right. Yeah. So that's huge. That's key. And so the for you know, again, recency. Being in a Super Bowl matters. Playing great in a Super Bowl matters. And that's yeah. why he's number three. Yeah, absolutely. At number four, I have Josh Allen, quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. I like his game. He really it does remind me of a Brett Favre in terms he's a he's a gunslinger of a of a tough of a, of a thrower he's a tough guy will use his body we mm-hmm. saw his mobility and how important that is for that bills team what i will say is yes they didn't go too far into the playoffs this year they lost 
pretty badly against Cincinnati yeah. in the divisional round. And so you why is he maybe so high on my list? Well, he did go to an AFC championship game the year before. Went head to head against Patrick Mahomes and was a coin toss and a bad playoff regulation overtime away from possibly going to the Super Bowl himself. Like you can't look at that game that they lost against Kansas City and say, walk away from that game and be like, man, Josh Allen, he could do it next year. They lost Brian Dable, who was their offensive coordinator, to the New York Giants. And we saw what Brian Dable did with a Daniel Jones. And so, of course, they don't even have a ground game. They have one good receiver. They have Stephon Diggs. I mean, they have some other good weapons there. But when you lose your offense coordinator, who is so, so good at what he does, I'll give him a little bit of a pass this season for not making it farther and making it back to the championship game. That's why I have Josh Allen as my number four. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, the fact that he did get to an AFC championship game in recent history, went toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes matters. Um, yes, they kind of did drop a, a good one to uh, to Cincinnati, and, and that's always tough. Again, the Brian Dayball point is is valid. Um, cause we got to see what happens next, next year and see what him and Ken Dorsey, um, cook up. But, but yeah, I, he, his style of play is not my favorite. I would prefer my quarterback to be a little bit more careful with their body. Yeah. Um, if he wants to sling the ball around, Hey, if Patrick Mahomes gets to do that, Josh Allen gets to do that because they both have rocket arms and, and their arm talent is very is very similar, mm-hmm. and so I so I'm okay with him taking risks. I'm I'm good with him taking chances. I just want him to be more careful with his body. That's my only thing about him. Yeah, absolutely. All right, rounding out my top five, Dak. Pre- I'm just kidding. It is Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he had a not great season this past year. Uh, did and like we talked about before, lost in big games in the playoffs. But he is a former back-to-back MVP in 2021 and 2022. So that has to account for for something. And especially when you are able, you lose a Devontae Adams, that receiving core was not very good. You have Aaron Jones and you do have Dylan, but they were kind of on and off this kind of season. Uh, offense coordinator wasn't really that great this year. I think that Aaron Rodgers is still a top five quarterback. And I think that this upcoming season in New York, he's going to prove that he has not dropped off as significantly as people think he has. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to agree with that as well. Um, he does. He still has that arm talent. He really does. Um, I Because here's the thing, and this is what I'm hoping. Him reuniting with Nathaniel Hackett, yeah, it's going to be great for him. Yep, it is because he won MVP with, with Nathaniel Hackett. Hackett. Yeah, um, and so I won two. He was his offense coordinator, I think, for two. That was that's two right. Years. He was, he was, he was there for two years that he won the MVP. So yeah, I think for that reason alone is why he's still a top five quarterback in my mind because of the fact that he's reuniting with him. He's got some really good weapons in New York. Has a great defense. I think he has an opportunity if if he can hunker down and focus on the game 
and not try to get sound bites for other people to just talk <laughs> about him. Yeah. So for me, that's why he's in my top five. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And coming right behind him at number six, just outside of the top five, I have Lamar Jackson. Again, he is a former league MVP. He doesn't have a, a, the team around him to really. He's he's never he's never had a number one receiver, mm-hmm. even Ho- Hollywood Brown, who's now in Arizona, just never was that guy for Lamar. You you do have a pretty good tight end in Mark Andrews. But other than that, like when you take into account what Lamar has done with what little he has, you have to put him yeah. at number six. You have to still consider him as a top 10 quarterback and almost in the top five because imagine if he would have weapons mm-hmm. like a Matthew Stafford did in, yeah. in, with the Rams who was a pass-heavy offense. Yeah. So... I think that if Lamar is able to go into a good situation, go with a good team, let's say like Indianapolis or Atlanta, mm-hmm. what what could he possibly do? Mm-hmm. And not saying that Atlanta has a good team, but right. go to a team yeah. that that would love him and right. that would surround him with talent. Mm-hmm. Baltimore does for some reason they keep missing on guys. Yeah. And so if you go with an organization who's able to hit on a couple of guys or maybe even trade for a couple of guys, I think Lamar Jackson can prove that he is a top five quarterback. But like I said, yeah. the injuries are a concern for me. Yep. And so that's why I can't put him higher than that. But give him respect no, because I, of his league MVP. Yeah, I agree. I think he's number six because of, like, obviously, former MVP. But the fact that at the time when he got injured, they were leading the division. And we saw what happened. After that, I mean, they still made the playoffs. Right, they did. Because he got him off to such a great start. Exactly. And so, you know, Tyler Huntley is not a scrub. Nope. I mean, and this is the dumbest thing I've... <laughs> Are we going to say he's a pro bowler? He's a pro bowler. As an alternate? As an alternate. Yeah. As the 15th alternate, but he still made a pro bowl. <laughs> and so, you know, that that helped him get into the playoffs um, and almost beat Cincinnati. Um, yeah. But... The fact of the matter is, I think everyone believed, and it was trending, mm-hmm. if Lamar had played in that game against Cincinnati, they would have beaten Cincinnati. I think that so. That tell you everything that you need to know about Lamar Jackson being a number six. Yeah, absolutely. All right. This is where the list starts to get dicey. Mm-hmm. This is where we disagree. This is where we disagree. At number seven, I have Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. Quarterback of America's team. That's not a reason. That's not the reason, but I'm I'm hyping him <laughs> okay. up. Okay? okay. Let me hype him up. Okay? okay. All right. Quarterback of America's team. Okay. Won a playoff game this year. Sure. Whatever you think about Tampa Bay. But here's my thing. And mm. I'm going to say this over and over again. Mm. I'm going to put my mic down because I'm going to just let you go off right now. What did everybody say was going to happen against Tampa Bay in the wild card round? They said Tampa was going to spank them. Yeah. They said Dak was going to throw interceptions. He was turn the ball over. We're going to lose this game. We're one and done. All this kinds of stuff. What does Dak do? Played the best game of his life. Four touchdowns passing. Mm-hmm. One rushing touchdown. Scores five touchdowns overall. Mm-hmm. Completely destroys the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, what happens after that game? Played booty. No, no, no. no, no. I'm talking about, I mean, what happened? What did what did the fans say after that game? Oh, uh, it's Tampa Bay. So pick a side. Hmm. We, I mean, we we 
We I think we agree on this. We, we, we agree did, on this we went, point. We went on the we went on this rant together yeah. the day after or because the week after. They moved the goalpost for Dak Prescott. You say that he's going to be tra- you every here's my thing about Dak Prescott and and a little bit into the rant of what we were talking about when you were going to bring up these lists. There's some of these lists that we have on Facebook. Can I call them out? No, you cannot. Not call by them name, out. but no. the people that they have on this yes, list. Yes, please do. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is a top 10 quarterback. Really? Yep. He loves Call of Duty more than he loves the, playing football. Yeah. They had to put a, a clause in his contract so that way they can make sure that he studied. Yep. And you're telling me he's a top 10 quarterback? Get out of here. Yep. Justin Fields. I can make a case he's a top 10 running back. Hmm. Do we need to make a montage of how many wide open throws Justin Fields missed? Hmm. And you want to put him in the top 10? Yep. Here's another one. There's Matthew Stafford on one of the lists. Okay. I, I will say this, though, it, it, because I've talked to this person. Okay. He said that a Super Bowl has to count for something. He did win the Super Bowl last year. He did lead that team to a Super Bowl last year. What did I say was the criteria for this list? It's not about. It's not only about what you've done. It's where we think that you're headed. Right. Does Matthew Stafford look like he's got a but very favorable future right now? But we didn't give them that criteria. I'm just saying we didn't give him that criteria. So I think this Staff- is not an all-time list, right? This is not what this is. It is not an all-time list. <laughs> oh, he's coming back. Here he goes. All right, I'm a, okay. I'm about to. Turn, Here we go. About to turn it on. This Hold is a on. good show. Hey, I'm enjoying this. All right, go ahead, Dad. I was trying to stay as silent as I possibly could. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. But Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Yeah. He has to be on this list. I know, and here's why. Here's why I tell you. He barely played last year, I and know. when he played, he was terrible. He was. He didn't awful. have the same team. But it's it's you put, re- it's recency. It's what have you done for me lately? Not what you've done in the past. I get the Super Bowl. I get that. And the and you even said it. It's not what you did 10, 15 years ago. It's what you've done in the last couple of years. That's what Matthew I'm Stafford. He, but, he's but, last year, but last year has to count for something. And I'm not saying it doesn't count. Right. I'm just saying I that can make a case Kirk Cousins it, because that was the same excuse we're going to make for Dak. Right? That was the same excuse we're going to make for Dak. We can't grade them all just on this last season. Mm-hmm. So if we're giving Dak a pass, we got to give Matthew Stafford a pass. Now, you know? I now, would say I would. That's a thank you, Dad. And I then, appreciate and then that. And the other thing I was t- I okay, want to interrupt ahead. you on is if y'all have and correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah. If you have Aaron Rodgers, right? Yeah. Above Dak. Yeah. Yes. Wouldn't shouldn't we be in this trade that's going on for? Instead of him going to the Jets, maybe he should be coming no, to, to the no, Cowboys. Absolutely I'm not. not. No, absolutely no. not. I'm not paying him sixty million dollars. You already have a problem with paying Dak forty million dollars a year. You, what you really want to do is pay sixty, pay an extra twenty million dollars to a guy who's terrible in the playoffs. Worse well, than he has a Super Bowl. He's okay, to, but been that, to how many? But that's two? one. He went to one in two in two thousand and ten. But he has. He I was, that was thirteen years ago. I was now, in middle again, school. I think that we're giving again. We're giving that one year exception. He had a horrible 
He did. He did this, have a horrible year this year. But but, but he had good games before. But how many? Before then. But here's the thing: how many? How many years do you think Aaron Rodgers has left? No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying right now, compared to Dak, is, though, is Dak? Yes. Is Aaron Rodgers better than Dak? According to your list, he is. Barely, right? Yeah, he is. Putting away the side, the money, putting yes. away what, all that stuff. I don't think Aaron Rodgers fits with the Dallas Cowboys. I don't either. I wouldn't want him on my team. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't want him on my team. He's being high maintenance, and I and the thing I do not like about quarterbacks mm-hmm. is when they make themselves bigger than the game. And I think that's, that's, that's the his, reason. Why. That's the reason why I would yeah, not. That's want his problem. Him. Me either. You know, maybe two yeah. years ago, before he started doing all this yeah. theatrics and yeah. stuff. I, I even told y'all, yeah. why don't we trade for Aaron Rodgers a, a couple of years ago when we were talking about... He did say that. that. He, he, did, he is consistent on he that. He did, but what I said was his character was not where I wanted my leader of a of my team to be. That's right. I mean, he started showing some of those things now. Now he's just yeah. flat out yeah, just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. You know, but... I mean, talent-wise, yeah. arm-wise, y'all even said it. He yeah. still has that arm. He still I has a canyon. Yes. And he still has football knowledge. You he know? does. He doesn't make mistakes. He'll throw yeah. the ball away before before he throws an interception. Here's my thing, though. Here's my thing. Yeah, and, but and most, of the, that. most of the time he won't try things because he's worried about messing up his stats. So he leaves plays on the field, too. That is true. And, and But again, we're, we're talking about Matthew Stafford. Yeah. Here's something that I will say about Matthew Stafford, which is why I just I, I get tired of people criticizing Dak so much because again we're, we're on Dak Prescott number seven on my list mm-hmm. guess who led the league in interceptions last year Matthew Stafford who won the Super Bowl last year Matthew Stafford so what are we talking about we're and here's here's my problem with with Dak haters and it, because you brought it up Kyler Murray's on this list what has he done in the playoffs absolutely nothing he can be, he Justin Fields. You talk about well. Here's the thing. You talk yeah. about Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Him having injury issues. Yeah. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Yeah. He has injury he's issues. That way. So so you have Kyler Murray. What has he done? He's on he's on the list over Dak. Yeah. Tua. I I yeah. hope I hope that he can stay healthy and he can be healthy. Yeah. Uh, and I think that he showed great promise th- this past year. I just think even but, his talent is not even. I don't think. I don't think his level of play is sustainable. Yeah, with the lack of arm strength that he but, has. But, but that's what I'm saying. But but okay. So Kyler Murray, Tua, yeah, Justin Fields. Yep. People have them over Dak Prescott. They shouldn't even be on the list. But 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 that that's what I'm saying. Like in terms of Dak Prescott, yes, he threw 15 interceptions. However, Pro Football Focus, we talked about Pro Football Focus of Dak's 15 interceptions that he threw this past season. Eight of them were deemed non-turnover worthy interceptions, meaning they were not his fault. Mm-hmm. So, 15 minus eight equals seven. So he only threw seven interceptions this year. That was, however, he did throw two postseason interceptions that were his fault. So he had nine interceptions in the total season that he's played. And and you're telling me that one season now dictates an entire player's narrative. Because now everybody's saying is that Dak has always been turning the football yeah. over. No. And that is not that is not and true. That's not true. That no, is not I true. Think, I think what what is true now is the fact that now at this point of his career, his turnovers now are now negatively affecting wins and losses now. I but think before when, the he inter- did, yes, sure. when he did turn the, play, the sure. ball over earlier, it, he did do it at a high rate, yes. They didn't cost games. Now at this point, they're costing games. 
I think I think when you look at when you look at games like the two they threw in Green Bay, they did not cost them the game. The play calling did. When you look at the game of Jacksonville, Noah Brown, yep, did not cost them the game. Now the first one made the game closer. Sure, the second one did not. The right. second one was on Noah Brown, and that cost him the game. Mm-hmm. If he just catches would, the football, and I would also question play calling. And that so with Dak Prescott at number seven, this is also like you said, looking ahead. Right. I think when we have a offense that is more focused on running the football and not forcing the ball. Well, let's see if that's with the direction they're I'm, wanting I'm to hope, go. That's where I think this offense is going. I that's so. why I have and them assuming at, we have at number the horses, seven because we yeah. still need yep. to replace that running back. I right. mean, yep. We cannot put this all on Pollard. Pollard's mm-hmm. yep. more of a get he's going to turn into out. Zeke. Yep. He's going to turn you into know, Zeke if we do it yeah. again. So. So we need to understand that. And but for me, I still take Matthew Stafford over 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 that. That's just I me. wouldn't. Just because not right now. If you want to say coming into this season, then I would say yes. But after the season that we just had And we don't know how healthy he's gonna I be. Think I don't know if he's Stafford gonna play again. This, well, I'm saying maybe if he's healthy, I'm assuming if he's healthy, he comes in. I still mm-hmm. think he's a better game manager than 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 Dak. I think when when he threw all those interceptions, it's because they had a very prolific offense. They were scoring so many points. They threw the ball a ton. So you're gonna when you throw the ball that much, you're gonna have inter- interceptions. But they were never um, interceptions that cost games. And I think that's the difference between Dak and 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 Matthew Stafford. And Matthew Stafford. That well, year, he threw some boneheaded. Interceptions that should have. However, never been- I'm going to say this. I'm going to remind people in the yeah. NFC Championship last last year when they won the Super Bowl, he did throw an inter a, a interception worthy play that they just flat out dropped and against that would, San Francisco. And that would have lost in the game, but that happens in every game. Almost not every, every game. game. Almost not, not like that. Not like maybe that. Maybe not like that. Not if I mean, you're like that. not if you're gonna make this you always list. Gonna give give that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? If well, you're gonna make this yeah. list, that shouldn't happen to you every game. Well, I'll also say this in in the defense of Dak Prescott. Yeah. I mean, not, again, this is not in in terms of this past year against San Francisco, but I'm talking about the year before when they met in the wild card round. Mm-hmm. How many times did Dak make an incredible throw? That was then called back by, by a holding penalty. penalty. So I, that's, I'm not saying that happened this year, mm-hmm. but especially last year, there were there was a lot of games last year to where Dak would make several plays. Again, we're, we were the most penalized offense in the NFL. How many plays did Dak make that was eventually called back because of a holding call or something with the offensive line sure. that cost us games? Mm-hmm. So... This year, yes, you can say that Dak had a down year in term, especially when it comes to turnovers. He still went eight and four in the regular season, still beat Tampa Bay and the wildcard run, absolutely destroyed them. Mm-hmm. And if you have an offense coordinator who can actually call what's best for that quarterback, there's no way that Dak Prescott should not be on the list based on his productivity within the last two years. Yeah. And 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 again. If you want to have Matthew Stafford on your top 10 list, I would encourage you to take him off, put him in the comeback player of the year category, <laughs> so that way he can earn his way back, back into, into the, the top, top 10. 10. Yeah. Because based on what he did last year, yeah. because what happened last year, it does matter a little bit. It does. It does. So I it think, does. And the fact that he... He didn't play well when he when he when he was in when he was here last year, and that one yeah. with all his weapons were healthy. Yeah, he did throw seventeen interceptions 
last year. Oh my gosh, and he missed quite a bit of time. Are you talking about Dak? No, I'm talking about Matthew, Matthew Stafford. Stafford. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so did Dak. Dak missed. He did throw. Technically, he did throw 17 interceptions this year. Yeah, but if you include the post, but here's the thing. But again, eight of them were not his fault. Everyone, as we went through nine. Well, here's not only the only thing. As much as Dak Prescott turned over the ball, he still had a winning record, eight and four, and won a playoff game. Yep, that was better than what Matthew Stafford. I guess my question would be this one to y'all. Yeah, and then I'll I'll I'll, I'll check out. (laughs) But all things being equal, Mm -hmm. who, why did? Matthew Stafford and his team mm-hmm. go all the way, and the Cowboys didn't. Cooper Cup, yeah, Cooper Cup. They had right. a great receiving core. They they had an they had a historic. Oh yeah, that was a receiver. It was a historic. It was a they historic. Had Aaron season. Donald in that defense was great. Was really good. So they had a better defense than we did. They had a better offense than we did. They yeah. for sure had a better passing game than they we did. They had a better play caller than we yeah, did. That too. That helps a lot. Because I think uh, the offense coordinator that year was Kevin O'Donnell. I think so. Yeah, might have been. Or Kevin O'Connell, not Donald. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah. So, and he, look what he did with Minnesota this past year with Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and I, it's, yeah, that's another guy that I completely so missed So, switch out list. Dak and Stafford last year with Dak win the Super Bowl. Yes. I think so. With that weapon, with because there were Cooper Cup also went and got some balls. True, and, yeah, true. And that's why I so, I like him. Yeah. I, I, at receiver, I I yeah. love D uh, 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 CD, CD. But, but if not I Cooper could Cup. get if I get Cooper Cup, that would be. But I'll say this one thing, and then we'll move on on our on our top ten list. But yeah. I told you all about CD Lamb. I told you he was going to step up and be a top, uh, a a number one. You did. I told you, but he left. I told of, you, he left a lot of catches on the field. Not at the beginning of the year he did, but at the end he really turned it on. He did turn it on. Yeah, he, he turned it he on. He was better, but I mean he at was the good. He was those catchable balls. Yeah. I know they were not perfect throws, right? right. But a a top number one receiver but should make those again, catches. Again, he caught the game winner against New York early in the year. Yep, he was sensational against the Colts. He was really good in a lot of games. And so that's why. Yeah. But anyway, moving on. So Dak Prescott, number seven. I think I, I, I proved my point on why he deserves to be number seven. Yeah. I, I mean, seven. I'll tell you who my number eight is. This is where we disagree. Yep. Number eight, Trevor Lawrence. And, well, here's the thing. I'm going to. Okay. So, okay. I'm going to agree with you that Dak seven. Okay. Okay. You can just go Trevor Lawrence is six. Lamar no, is eight. No, 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 no. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Jared Goff seven or eight. <laughs> okay. And because like again, you know, degree of difficulty, I'm not gonna go to a Super Bowl, even though he does have that on his resume. Um, as a I think you can probably call him a game manager that didn't manage the game in the Super Bowl. We get that. Don't but he got three there. points. But he got there. Um and the fact that he did go to Detroit. Yeah. A, a garbage they are team. bad. Garbage team, terrible defense. That's where you go to die. And basically, it used to also be Cincinnati. That, that, that Cincinnati, is, Cleveland. That is exactly what happened that when he LA. went to Detroit. I mean, not LA now, uh, the, Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. When when he went to Detroit, everyone's like, "Oh, he's done." Yeah. Re- 
right? Yeah. Everyone <laughs> thought he was done. Everyone's like, true. like he's going to end his career yeah. as, as he's probably stay there for two years, go yeah. to a different team, probably be a backup. And his agent should have put a no, no trade clause on right. that. I mean, seriously. And so, and so I got to take into account the fact that he did throw 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions as bad of a start as Detroit got to that year. That's true. Rallied his team with the help of Dan Campbell. Won seven of the last eight games. Exactly. And pulled out great wins. Yep. And he played well in those games. And so I got sent, sent Green Bay home. They did. They sent Green Bay home. And so I even after even after even after they, their playoff their hopes were, were dashed. Done. And they knew heading into that game, they're like, we're gonna beat Green Bay. We're gonna knock them out anyway. Yeah. And so I love where Detroit's headed. And I think a, a good part of that has to do with how Jared Goff played this season. Mm-hmm. And I think they will continue to get better. Right next year and so that's why i gotta put him an eight because he has played a little bit longer than trevor than trevor lawrence so so here's what i'll say why i chose trevor lawrence go ahead and and just to clarify you are a trevor lawrence i love trevor fanatic. lawrence i've i've followed this kid since he was, was in wait, elite high eight, school or elite, elite 11 elite 11 yeah yeah and i've i've liked this kid i i watched his career at clemson and i you know i was we were excited to see what he would do with Doug Peterson. Yes, and we've we saw were. the progress mm-hmm. that he has had. But go ahead. What organization has been more dysfunctional, Jacksonville, than the Jacksonville Jaguars, especially as of late? Detroit, Detroit, you, Detroit Cleveland. <laughs> you have, you have. I mean, you could say Houston, but they're, but they're the bottom. They're yeah. in the bottom. I mean, they're in the you're, bottom. you're talking about Houston, Jacksonville, Carolina, Carolina, Detroit, just terribly run. What they had to overcome after Urban Meyer mm. was nothing short of amazing. To Man. go from what three and fourteen, maybe two and fifteen, <laughs> this look, past year you can it look up. it up. But I'll, I'll keep I'll keep talking. To go from that to winning a playoff game and going up against Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in the divisional round. I got to give it to Trevor Lawrence and I'm not a Trevor Lawrence fan necessarily. I'm not a huge fan of him, but what, especially what he did to the Dallas Cowboys defense when we, when he played them in the regular season, bringing them back in that game after being down, like Trevor Lawrence has proven that he, he is a, is not just some like a good quarterback, but worthy of the number one overall pick who can be a franchise quarterback. And that would be my 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 knock on Dak. I would have Trevor Lawrence. I would have Jarek Alf. I would have those on top of that. Because of their I think you're gonna say what I'm gonna of their of their of their intangibles mm-hmm. of their yeah, leadership. They, yeah, they got great yeah. intangibles. And and that's what I that's what I miss. I, I think Dak is missing. That's the only thing that so, I think is missing. So what what pick was Trevor Lawrence? I mean, he was number one. What was Dak Prescott? Number four, and that's what I'm saying. A fourth rounder. So, yeah. so, so that's what I'm saying. That that proves my point. Dak has overachieved. He based is on an overachiever. I mean, he's playing like a second rounder, late first and if rounder, you, whatever and you again, want to call it. He's playing. And if and if he if he would have a head coach like Doug Peterson, yeah, Dak Prescott could be a really good quarterback, if not elite. Well, in now, my opinion, another, another thing that I'll say in response to you, the reason why I put him below Dak is because it is his first year of having success. 
Now, if he continues on this pace, he'll continue, go up on the list. Like, say he does this again next year, leads him to another postseason, which is if he leads him to the AFC Championship, which is very game. possible based on the division that they play in. Yep, um, not good. So, I think if Trevor does it again, he'll go and up and gets farther this time. Mm-hmm. Then I'll put him above Dak. But I think the reason why I don't is because this is the first year I need to see it. I need to see it again. Mm-hmm. And I get that. But I'm just yep. saying right now, I think Dak has reached his ceiling. I don't think he I don't has. know how much more he's going to get better than him. Trevor Lawrence has a way higher ceiling than, than okay. Dak Yeah, does. If you want to say he has a higher ceiling, sure. But again, this list, we said it to start. This yeah. list is not based on talent alone. Talent alone. It's based on talent and achievements and what have you done for me lately. Yep. And Dak, but like I said, we Dak said- has had more success in his... Mm-hmm. So however, far, however you however you want to slice it, yeah. he's, had he's had more success and has done more than Trevor but we Lawrence said has at this point. Trevor Lawrence has done more in this last season, especially against our 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 football. He's team. done. He's he's exceeded, he's expectations. exceeded expectations. That's different than doing more than Dak. I mean, but he beat our defense, which is was playing at a very high had level. Help, had help from Noah Brown. I know he had no yeah, help and Kellen Moore. And but Kellen just Moore. to keep them in that game, I mean. We, I mean, this, after, this should have been a blown out. I mean, after, right? We, we should have blown them out. Well, we yeah, we, we had a huge lead before that. Even Trevor Lawrence even fumbles the football, yeah. giving the possession back to Dallas. Um, but then still continuing to remain poised, coming back, winning the game. Yep. And I agree against the Chargers, throwing four interceptions in the, in the first, first quarter. First half. First half or first quarter, whatever it is. Um, and then coming back and winning the game, coming from behind. Nothing short of amazing. Yep. So I think I there's a reason he's on the top ten. There's list, a reason but we need to see 10, more before to, yeah, he goes exactly. higher. On we the need list. to see it happen for another year to do that. If he does, then he'll he'll he'll, he'll go up. Dak. Yeah. 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 Because at number nine, a, okay, cool. We have the same at number nine, Justin Herbert. A lot of people put him in the top four or five. I think in terms of talent alone. Mm-hmm. But he has not done anything yet to say that he is over Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. Josh Allen, all these other quarterbacks that we were talking about. Yeah. He's very impressive at throwing the football, has thrown, I think this year was his only year where he didn't, didn't throw, throw 30. for 30 touchdowns. Yeah, 26. He threw 10 interceptions. Yeah. Wasn't, he, he's a very, he's very talented. Yeah. But this was his first year of making the playoffs, had a 27 point lead. Against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Got to get some points. And they lost the game still. Mm-hmm. So he hasn't won a playoff game. He won a rookie of the year. That mm-hmm. was great. But I haven't seen enough for Justin Herbert for me to say, yeah, he deserves to be in the top five or just outside the I top think, five. Is this his first year? This, no, this, this is year. his third year. This was his third. So he's heading into his fourth year. And what I would say to that too is the fact that he's on this list without winning a playoff game, that should say something about his ability. Yeah. No one's questioning his ability. I think, you know, unfortunately they had some injuries last year. Yes, that they did. seeped into the postseason. Yeah. So that's why I would like, I'm kind of giving him a pass for what happened in the postseason. Um, you know, obviously getting four interceptions in the first quarter, first half helps, helps you, helps you get a 27 point lead, helps cover the fact that you didn't have receivers. Um, and so I think that, you know, you know, the the clock is definitely ticking on him to make a statement. Get it done. To get it done. Get yeah. it done. Yeah, honestly, get it done. And so, but I think the fact that his ability is so great, his arm talent is amazing. The fact that no one 
saw him coming, coming yeah. out of college. Yeah. And breaking. I liked him coming out of college. I did. Out yeah. of Oregon. Yeah. And so I think, so I think our placement of him right now is correct because of the fact that his talent is great. Yep. Accomplishments doesn't match his talent right now. Yep. Would he have done more having a Dallas Cowboy t- defense? Well, here's or, a or Dallas Cowboy team. Period. Yes. But again, the point of this list is what have you done? Not what you could have done on a different team. Because if, so say like in the 2000, like in the 2000s, like when Brady was playing, if we said Aaron Rodgers was on New England when they had a good offense a good with, the, with the 2008 uh, Patriots, when Aaron Ro- with a, a great transcendent quarterback on that team, yep. do you think they could have done the same thing? Maybe. Yeah, they could have. But that's not the point. The point is, in fact, what are you doing in the spaces that you are given? And the fact is, the fact of the matter is, Justin Herbert still has to achieve. Yeah. Not what can you achieve in the right situation? What have you already done? Yeah. And again, I think if Justin Herbert goes into, I mean, Kellen Moore is the offense coordinator. A lot of people think that's really good. If Kellen Moore is the offense coordinator, everybody thinks he is, Justin Herbert should be contending for a Super Bowl this upcoming season. Yeah. And he'll go up on the list. And and I think that's the point of this list. So for everyone listening, being like, these things are finite. They're not. The fact of the matter is, this is what we believe at this moment in time, what they've done. Yeah. Now, any of these young quarterbacks, because we got some young quarterbacks we on do. this list. Yep. If these young quarterbacks can get farther in the postseason, maybe win some MVPs, they're going to move up the list. Yeah, they will. But the fact that some of you have Kyler Murray, Justin Fields, Matthew Stafford <laughs> at this moment in time is utterly ridiculous. Yeah. And it, it's not it's not what's, what they are right now. Kyler Murray's not a top 10 quarterback right now. He's injured. Justin Fields is not a top 10 quarterback right now. No, he's a top 10. He's not a top 10 he's, quarterback He's a right top now. 10 running back, but not yeah. a top 10 quarterback. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, yeah. But that that's where I have Justin Herbert. I, like you said, I think if everyone, if Kellen Morris is what everyone's saying that he is, Herbert should be going for an MVP this upcoming year. Yeah. Should be making a deep run in the playoffs and he'll go up on our list. But finally, yep, at number 10, I do have Jared Goff. He had a great year this year, really helped turn around the culture, I think, in Detroit. I think even if you look at the beginning of the year, the fact that a lot of people were saying, well, they'll have Jared Goff this year and then they'll draft a quarterback next year. They're not looking for another quarterback anymore after this past season. <laughs> Like Daniel said, 29 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 4,400 yards, 67% completion percentage. But my biggest deal with Jared Goff and why I have him in the top 10, why I don't have him above Dak, why I don't have him above Trevor, why I don't have him above Justin, Mm. is because he's too inconsistent in the terms of his career. He had one good year with the Rams, got them to the Super Bowl. But in that run to the Super Bowl, these are his numbers in the playoffs when he went to the Super Bowl. He completed 55% of his passes through one touchdown and two interceptions. In the Super Bowl, only scored three points Okay, offensively. but I, my problem with that is you're going back like five years. But, here, but here's my point, though. He's gotten better. But he, he had one. That, that was his, I'm, what I'm saying is that he had one good year with the Rams. The following year after that, 
He threw 20 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, went nine and six, lost his starting job. The next year was traded to Detroit. Last year in Detroit, did not have an, an, an incredible season. It was better than people thought it was going to be. It was okay. They, they, this they year, played pretty well towards the end. This year had an amazing season. So I need to see more of that. I but need to see it his, for more. It's an up. It's an up. It's, it's, his trajectory it's says it's this is really that, Listen, that's why he's in my top 10. Yeah. That, that's, but his two years are not better than Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's two years. Right. They're not more than Dak Prescott's two years. You can say that they're better than Trevor Lawrence, but I think even we would say that Trevor Lawrence should basically have his rookie year erased Let me see because of Urban Meyer. Like it should be. So I have Jared Goff at number 10. I'm trying to figure out That's, who you have in here that I didn't put in here. That might be. Because I mean, to me, it was. I've list, I've, have I list all, all 10? I think you did. Because my, my thing, the only things that were different was I put you put, Goff at se- or Dak at seven, Goff at eight, Goff at eight. Herbert at nine. Well, Trevor Lawrence at, or hold on. So wait, no, Jared Goff, eight, Trevor, nine. I guess Justin's 10. Justin Herbert. Okay. It's 10. Okay. So that's that's probably where I put Dak. I know that y'all are saying, and, and I get that. But for me, upside counts. For I think you've just been hurt too much by him. Because, because I no, because I think <laughs> I think, I think, so. I I think, think that's why. I think that he, as a fourth round pick, has superseded his expectations. Yeah, but he's gotten to the peak of his maturity. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think he's got this. This past year was a sign of it catching up with him. The, the 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 poor decision making that he was making. Mm. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. Well, that's a whole nother. But I, but 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 to me, he still makes that top ten. He's at number ten for me. Mm. But I have these all these other guys that y'all just talked about and made excellent cases for them. You know, but that's, that's just me. I, I, it, yeah, yeah. Like the the only thing I would say to that is, and Dave is squirming over here. For sure, for sure. Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence has not done enough in this league to warrant being put over Dak. They're, like you're saying, their trajectory is probably better, but what they've done to this point, because they could all go into the tank tomorrow, but based on the evidence that we have today, those two, at least those two guys, I would even say Jared Goff is in there. All the guys that are, I have underneath, uh, I have lower than Dak, all of them have yet to do what Dak has done consistently longer. And I think that's that's basically what our whole thing is, consistency. What have you been consistently? And what we've seen Dak do consistently is, at the very least, go above 500, win a playoff game, have good stretches of football consistently, yeah, this and I'm I'm gonna agree with Dave. I can't believe I'm doing this. He he had some he had a bad stretch this year. He did. But based on the evidence of the past couple of years, more often than not, he's gonna get you to ten wins. And you'll get a chance to play in the playoffs. Trevor Lawrence, this was his first year of doing it. Justin Herbert, this was his first year of doing it. 
Jared Goff didn't get there. But based on the degree of difficulty and the trajectory of that team, we feel like they could. Especially we don't know what Green Bay is going to look like next year without Aaron Rodgers. So those are the reasons why those guys are lower. They have the, the ability to get over Dak. They just can't right now. There's no evidence that should say why they should be other than their ceiling is higher. And that's but what we're the, not basing it on and, ceiling. And I understand that. I'm just saying, but if you're going to have a starting quarterback next year for your Dallas Cowboys, which you still have Dak ahead of both, all those and saying, I would rather have them, him than Jared Goff, Lawrence, Okay, that's Okay, that's where you got me. That's where you got me. So, but that, yeah, but that's like where the ranking are now in terms of achievements and what they did last okay, year. Okay, well, I didn't answer dad's question. Go ahead. My answer is no. They are not above Dak. In my opinion, why? Because Dak was made to be the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. They, this team will follow him like they wouldn't follow Trevor Lawrence or Justin Herbert. Not saying they're bad leaders. Hmm. But well, I, Dak, think, Dak, I think Trevor's a great leader because Jacksonville, no, no, no. Jacksonville loves him. They do love him. But what I'm saying is, is that everyone's still missing the point on Dak Prescott. The point of Dak Prescott and what people won't admit because they've been brainwashed by the media is that Dak has exceeded expectations based on him being a fourth round pick. But there's still so much ceiling for him in terms of what he can achieve as a quarterback. Mm, yeah. But he has been misused and he has had Kellen Moore as his offense coordinator, who I've been asking for him to, to get fired when Jason Garrett got fired. Yeah. Like I think they should have. I think that Dak has. I'm not saying Kellen Moore was an offensive, off, was a terrible offensive coordinator. Mm hmm. But he did not utilize Dak's ability to the max. I don't. Know, I think. And this, I think. I think this offense. And I he think he was a and terrible. I think, and I think play we, caller. And I think we that had a negative effect on Dak's development mm. in the long term. And I think what we're going to see next year, because again, we're talking about trajectory. I think that in an offense that is catered to the play action, but to running the football, Dak is going to. We were talking about superseding expectations. I think he's going to do it again because people have him, have viewed him as just a game manager mm -hmm. when he's proven in years past that, that now he can do it. That he can he can do it. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you have a play caller who understands who Dak is, right, he can win you a Super Bowl. And I think he can win a Super Bowl quicker. Than Trevor Lawrence, than Justin Herbert, in terms of not because of him, but because of his team, of who they he has around him, he can do it. He can do it next year. Hmm. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys I mean, are, we, are, are we, better we, than most of are those. Are we teams saying? Are we saying all that, because of positioning? No, no, no. Yeah, I'm just. I'm okay. not saying because okay. of their talent. I'm okay. saying because okay. of the okay. team gotcha. around them. Understood. Got it. So yeah. agreed. So I think that, and again, this is me being the only person on this hill that I will die on because this is it for him. This season is it for Dak Prescott. Yep. But if he does it. Yeah, but if think he about does that. it, but think about and that. I feel, I mean, and I feel confident about it. He's going to be a quarterback. Are you saying that right now? I feel confident about it. I here, here's, I will say this again. Okay. One last time. Go ahead. 
if the Dallas Cowboys offensive play calling is run oriented, the Dallas Cowboys will go to the NFC championship game next year. Okay. I would agree with that if I thought we had all the pieces in place. We're still missing a wide receiver. Mm. We're still missing a tight end. We're still missing offensive linemen, I think. Our offensive line is still better it, than what people think. Yeah, it yeah it's, it's, it's better. But yeah. If it needs more depth. We're one injury away from... Yeah, true. Yes. We can't have another year like last year. No. Right. No. So, I think I agree with that, but... But at I, that point, it's yeah. no longer about Dak about Prescott. That, yeah. It's about we just don't have the yeah. pieces yet. But this is me assuming and, that and we I, go get. And I'm saying, I, this, I, and, this is me assuming we get another wide receiver, yeah. another running back in the draft. And that's what I'm saying. I, I think Our defense is set. Can okay? Can he, he win a Super Bowl? Yes, he can. Would I have him above all the other guys that you talked about? No, because I think a lot of quarterbacks can win a Super Bowl with the right. But here's team. the thing: I don't think that Dak Prescott is just going to be a game manager in that in that okay, situation. Okay, because that's my thing. If he has to be just a game manager, of course. But th- this is this is the NFL. Things are gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Not everything is gonna be perfect. And the and the quarterbacks that can win you a Super Bowl can overcome a little bit of adversity. Mm-hmm. And that's where the intangibles come into play. Mm-hmm. When things go south, when you throw four interceptions in the first quarter, are you the guy that says, guys, it's on me? Let's go and win we the game. We know Dax, that guy. Is he? He says it's on me. <laughs> he says it's on but me. He, but that's what he, he said all, all that's season. My, that's my question. And but he, he never fixed it. He said, it's on me. But has I'm he thrown, has he thrown, has he thrown hey. four interceptions and he, in a and game before? And, and no. that's what, and that's okay. what gets Thank me. You. But, Thank but you. I'm saying, but that's, that's catastrophic. But the defense, but, but saying, didn't they do what they were supposed to do so they can get back into that game? Who? Jacksonville's defense. Yeah, so did the, so, so did the Cowboys. Defense. So the Cowboys have a defense that. But here's the thing, especially when we talk about, and I know we're going way past time, and yeah, we're we're probably done at this point. But like, did the Cowboys get a turnover against San Francisco? They held them to 19 points. But didn't they? Didn't they? Couldn't they hold them to 12 and also intercept a pass? Okay, now you're asking them to go above and beyond now because the catching fact a that, ball that's right here in your in your lap. Is going above and beyond. How, that's ma- doing how many times? What do you think Jackson? How many did? times did Dallas give them a short field and the defense held up and yeah, the only the let is, them score three points have, when they were already in field goal? Every I'm just game saying. is going to have passes you should have caught. Exactly. Every game should is going to have passes you could have been intercepted. Mm-hmm. It's just woulda coulda, but we have to see what actually happened. And that's what I'm saying because after every but every again, time against San Francisco, not this year, but last year, and not year, just. Interception, not one interception in the game, but two interceptions in the game. And he I, said, "Listen, I gotta fix it." And I and guess it. what he did? He didn't fix and it. And he would I go to it. the media and said, "I gotta yeah. take care of the ball. Can't turn the ball and over. Here's go the thing. out next week, turn the ball but over." But that's why I keep saying, "Yes, he had a bad year last year." But what about the year before that? What about all the plays that he made that were called back because of penalties? And that, and come that, on. But but that's okay. Come KP. on. <laughs> you like my Lashawn? LaShawn McCoy? No, he's an idiot. <laughs> I don't like him either, but he's I think idiot. it's funny when he says, come on. No, he he's an idiot. And so, but that's the thing. Knucklehead. Well, that's, but that's why, but, but that's, do you but see, that's, do you see what I'm saying though? No, because here's the thing. You said next year is going to be the test. I think next, it is. Next year it is. Gonna, is. What, this so, is it for him. So what happens if he goes into next year and he starts throwing picks? He won't. I guarantee you that. 
He won't. But what if he does? He won't. He guaranteed it after every game, so I don't know exactly. if he can guarantee he it. Said, I'm not going to turn the ball over. I will said, tell I'm the truth. Sorry. I will tell the truth. He won't. If if we run the football like we're supposed to, he won't. Wait, a running he back won't. who's not on this roster yet? Tony Pollard. I mean, he, he can run, but if you run him over 13, 14 But here's carries, the thing. Malik no, Davis, middle, are we, are he's we going to get hurt. We've been, no, because that's his average. Listen, if we've he's been recording, doing 30, then yeah. We've been recording this episode for almost two hours, and now we're going to completely turn our change our minds about Malik Davis? No, it's it's will they give him an opportunity is my question. They, if they, they should. They should. And but if they, they do, if they do, he'll he'll be good. And if we can get another power back, that's great. great. But if we run the football, if we run if we are a run oriented football team, Dak's not throwing interceptions and we're going to the NFC championship game. Period. There's a lot of ifs. Yeah, that's the problem. It's it's it's. But I, every it's team, him doing I what they're supposed every to do. Every team is ifs. So, every every team got So every team every team has one out of thirty two chances of doing it. We will so, watch your optimism with great progress. Yes, we will. <laughs> well, great great interest. interest. Come on, Daniel. Sorry, man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I was about to say that too. But yeah, alrighty. Well, that's gonna do it for us here on the Double Take Dang, Podcast. What an episode! Really good first episode in season two as we look Jeez. forward to the 2023-2024 yeah. NFL season. Mm. So come back next time as we just talk through some more off-season uh, details, news, yep. more free agent news, and then we'll even draft. do some other fun topics. We'll talk about the draft. We'll talk about the goat conversation in yep. terms of greatest quarterback, running back, receivers Go. of all time, yep. greatest teams of all time. Got it. So join us as we continue this season. But until next time, peace. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>